Turn our Bibles tonight to the book of Acts again, Acts chapter number 10, Acts chapter number 10. As always, music was great, and uh, while you're turning there, let me just emphasize one more time uh, to the choir how important it is for you to be here. There's a special music. Uh, pray now that the Lord will just uh, use you, and uh, I enjoy our music. It's a big highlight, uh, not just this conference, but of our service every week, and uh, uh, that first group that sang is those young men uh, are all alumni of our Christian school. And as they were singing, I was thinking, I'm alumni of our Christian school. And that's as far as that thought took me. Uh, so we won't, we won't chase that down any longer. Uh, Acts chapter number 10, I just want to uh, bring out a truth from the scripture tonight uh, as a reminder um, to us, and I believe if we grab a hold of it, uh, it would change our life. Um, it would keep us uh, in a direction that is a good direction, uh, but it would enable us to be used in a great way by our God. And I hope that's what you want. You want to be used by God. Uh, I want to be used by God. I want Him to use my life. What a sad, sad thing to live all of our days on this life live out our days in this earth and never make a difference in the life of somebody else. Never be used by God in some capacity. And I know I want to be used by God, and tonight I think uh, there's a truth that God wants us to get a hold of. Acts chapter number 10 and verse number 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. The word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word, I say, ye know, which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us, who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead. What a great passage of Scripture. Uh, great reminders of how wonderful the Lord Jesus Christ is and the fact that he fulfilled his purpose and uh, the admonishment that Peter speaks of, of, of the fact that they are to open their mouth and they're to preach uh, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to I draw your attention to verse 38, and that will be the text verse this evening. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. I want you to notice this next phrase. Who went about doing good. There are so many wonderful things about the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but the first thing I think about the Lord Jesus Christ is my Savior. All that means with Him being the Savior, He's, he's the only begotten Son of God. He lived a sinless life. He willingly gave Himself to pay my sin debt, to pay your sin debt. He conquered death and hell. I don't have to fear death. 
You don't have to fear death. Why? Because Jesus has conquered death. Jesus is the ruler of death. Uh, we will, death is just that window we pass through, if you will. It's just that vehicle that takes us from uh, this side of eternity to the other side of eternity uh, with an incorruptible body where there, uh, there is no sorrow, there is no pain. And for all of eternity, uh, we, get to, we get to live all of eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, you think of all the wonderful things, and you could open the Bible literally from Genesis and go to Revelation And speak of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I want to draw your attention to that phrase, who went about doing good. There's so much to say about Jesus that it would take us a while to say it all. We think of Him as the perfect Savior, and He was. We think of Him as the conqueror of death, and He was. We think of Him uh, as that one who allowed Himself to be nailed to that cross and Take upon him the sin debt. And he did all of that for you and I. But the Bible tells us here, he also just went about doing good. Tonight I want you to think of that phrase, and I want to preach on that phrase tonight, who went about doing good. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray tonight that you'll allow the Word of God to speak to us, to challenge us, uh, to work in our hearts Father, when we are called home by you, whether it be through that vehicle of death or I pray through the rapture of your church, Father, we will be in your presence. And there will be so much we know then that we do not know thou now, but may we realize the opportunity we have in this life that you have given us. May we not always be looking inward but outward. May we not always be looking at our needs but the need of others. And may we, in this area as well as others, allow the Lord Jesus to be our example. And may the service tonight, may it be a help to us as we continue to grow closer to you. May it help us be more like our Savior. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. There's much that would jump out from this passage of Scripture, as we've already mentioned, but that phrase, who went about doing good. There are many things Christ did that you and I cannot do. There are many things that He did that only He could do because He is the Son of God. He was the God-man. The Scripture even mentions Him healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. Only the Lord Jesus Christ could do that. He is the conqueror of all things. I I could not uh, heal those who are oppressed of the devil. If I could, I'm not even going to go down that road of of what I was about to say, but I do not have that power. I do not have that ability. I cannot make a man. I I can't draw a man to me and change his eternity. I can't do that. I can't pull somebody out of sin. I can't do that. I can't heal a sick man. All I ha- all, all, the only vehicle that's a great one I have is to go to God in prayer and say, God, would you heal in this situation? God, would you intervene in this situation? But I don't have that ability. You do not have that ability. There's much about our Savior that you and I could never accomplish. You and I could never do. That's what makes God, God. That's what makes the Lord Jesus so sweet and so special because He is God. He is the only begotten Son 
of God. But if we're not careful, we'll look and we'll say, well, Jesus is my Savior, and I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm grateful for that. And we'll say terms like we ought to follow Christ, and we ought to become more like Jesus. But I think so many times, because there are so many things that we could never do that He did, we don't focus on the things that He did do that we can do. As I look in this passage of Scripture, I'm not looking to be hanged on a cross, and certainly if I was hanged on a cross, it would not be a sin sacrifice for anybody. I do not have victory over death on my own merit, but it's through the Lord Jesus Christ that I have victory over death. There are so many things about the Lord I can't, that He did that I can't do. There's things that He did that you can't do. But this phrase ought to speak to us tonight, who went about doing good. There it is. Did you see it? That's something that our Lord did that you and I can do. That's something that He did that you and I can accomplish. There's so much that we cannot accomplish that He accomplished. By the way, I want to point people to a Savior. I want to point people to salvation. I can't save anybody. I want to remind this world that uh, Christians in general, when you get away from God, there's a loving God who will take you back. And if I could get, if I could force you to come back, I'd force you to come back to God. But God gives us a free will. But can I tell you something? There's something I can do that He made a practice of doing. I can go about doing good. I can't heal anybody. I can't save a soul. I can't do a supernatural work. All I have is all I have is access to a supernatural God, which is a pretty good access tonight. But let me tell you what I can do that the Lord Jesus did. He just went about doing good. I think sometimes we as Christians, we look at the talents we have or the talents we don't have. And we make excuses and we say, if I could sing like so-and-so, I'd serve the Lord in that capacity. But do you realize that you can go about doing good? Well, if I had a call on my life and I was called to preach or I, 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 was, I was reared in a Christian home and I had the opportunity to go to a mission field or to, to serve in some capacity, I'd do that for the Lord. Do you realize tonight that right here in this passage of Scripture, we see something about our Lord that every Christian can model Every Christian can follow. Every Christian can do. And that is go about doing good. God did not give out talents evenly. He did not give out opportunity evenly. There are we. God has blessed us with many talented people. And I'm just, let me just say, I'm thankful and I'm okay letting those who have the talent in music sing. Just because you want to sing doesn't mean you want to serve God in that capacity. Uh, doesn't, we'll find another opportunity for you to serve. God didn't pass, give the same talents to everybody. And so many times, Christian, please don't miss this truth tonight. We sit back and say, well, God gave them a talent He didn't give me. If I had that talent, then I would serve God in a greater capacity. That's not what the Lord Jesus did. He just went about doing good. Sometimes there's opportunity. I can't explain why God gives some people opportunity to do things for Him that He doesn't give others. I, I can't explain why God gives churches some opportunities that He doesn't give others, but He does. We can sit back and we can say, well, if I had that opportunity to, to grow up in that home, or if I had that opportunity uh, to, to, to know what they knew at a younger age, then I could serve God. Friend, you're looking at it all wrong. We can all just go about doing good. We all can, can, can copy the Lord Jesus 
in that capacity. He went about doing good. What is, what is the Scripture speaking of? That, uh, that phrasing, went about doing good, signifies deeds or acts that he accomplished, that he, he did. Philanthropic acts, if you will. Uh, making things easier and better for people. Now let me say, that is not what the church is, is all about. Our end goal is to get the Lord Jesus Christ and preach Christ crucified and resurrected. That is our goal. But you know, along the way, it'd be okay for us to do some good. Along the way, it'd be okay for you, Christian, just to set out to say, well, I may not have the opportunity to sing like so-and-so has to sing. I might not could ever teach a Sunday school class. I might not could ever preach a sermon. I might not be the type of person that would ever be bold enough to knock on the door, invite somebody to church. But what you can do is what the Lord Jesus did. He just went about doing good. Let me make four observations tonight, and I don't believe we'll be very long this evening. First of all, let me say, say, say this. Most of his good deeds went unseen, but not unrecorded. Most of what Jesus did for good, man did not see it. It was not in the public eye. This is where the parallel with some Christians in our Lord ceases. Because there's a lot of Christians who will do good as long as somebody sees it. As long as somebody recognizes it. As long as somebody pats them on the back. Let me just be real to us tonight. There are many who do good deeds because it makes them feel good. And they don't do it for the benefit of the other party. Now we ought to have a heart that says, I just want to help other people. I want to do what's right by other people. Now let me say this, doing good will make you feel good. Helping other people will give you a purpose. It will make you forget about your burden. It will make you forget about the circumstances you're going through. But friend, that was not the Lord Jesus Christ. He did not do it for fame. He did not do it for prestige. When you're the King of kings and the Lord of lords, you, you, you don't need to do what you do for prestige or for, for notoriety. He did it, and most of his deeds, I want you to see, went unseen, but not unrecorded. John chapter 21 Verse 25 is, is one of my favorite verses in the Scripture. And many of you probably already, already know the verse I'm referring to. And, and there are also many other things which Jesus did. We're coming to the conclusion of the Gospel of John. And the recording of so many wonderful things of our Savior. The Scripture says, and there are also many other things which Jesus did, the which... If they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Think about that. If every deed Jesus did had been recorded, this world could not contain the volumes. There's a lot in that Bible we know Jesus did. There's a lot of stories of a lame man being healed, a blind man being healed. There's a lot of stories of miracles being performed where uh, those that did not have food had food. But the scripture reminds us that there's so much more that Jesus did. He didn't do it in the public eye. He didn't do it in the crowds. He didn't do it where many people saw him. Well, he just went about doing good. And I want to remind you, it was unseen, but it was not unrecorded. Every act of the Lord Jesus was being recorded in heaven. 
And friend, can I just make a parallel to Christians tonight? Well, you, you just go about doing good as our Savior did, and you may not get a pat on the back down here. It may go unseen down here. And well, one of the great secrets of the Emmanuel Baptist Church is that so much that goes on behind the scenes uh, that nobody sees, that nobody knows about, uh, that, that nobody gets, there's no fanfare about. But I promise you this, in heaven, it's recorded. In heaven, God is taking notice. And then the Lord Jesus Christ, most of his good deeds went unseen, but not unrecorded. Friend, why don't we just make up our mind? I might not be able to do what somebody else can do. I might not be able to do what others can do, but I can just go about doing good. I can go about doing good deeds. I can lift the burden of somebody else. I can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can meet a need of somebody else. I can just go about doing good, and I don't have to have the fanfare. I don't have to even have a pat on the back. It's just what I'm going to do. And, friend, let me just tell you that tonight, sometimes it's just our nature. Does anybody, does anybody appreciate me? Does anybody know what I'm... Friend, you just do good, and man may not see it, but I promise you it is being recorded. And I believe that's an important thing for us to understand in the example that, that the Lord Jesus set. What we know He did is amazing. What we know He did is much of it beyond our human comprehension. But Scripture reminds us that there's so much that He did that you and I, we, it couldn't be recorded. People think this, this Bible is thick now. Can you imagine if every deed of Christ was recorded? Boy, it couldn't be contained. Well, you know, one day, it had, you know how long eternity is? Can you define how long eternity is? I'll just say it like this it's a long time. There is no time, there is no measurement. There is no end. There is no beginning of the day, the end of the day. It's just one long day. It's for all of eternity. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to praise our Savior. But I, I want to hear about the things that I don't know He did that He did. I want, I want to know some of the good that He just did. And so many times there's the, even the unseen hand of God in our life. Why don't we just make up a habit? See, so you know what I want to do? I want to do something. And it may not be seen down here. But it's recorded in heaven. The second statement tonight is this. Doing good was not his purpose, but it was his practice. We're reminded of his purpose in verse 38. I'm sorry, in verse 39. And we are witnesses of all things which he did, both in the land of, Jew, of, of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly. What was his purpose? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to be that sin sacrifice, the Lamb of God, the payment of our sin. That was His purpose. He never lost sight of the purpose for Him coming the first time He came. It was to be the sacrificial Lamb. It was to pay the sin debts of mankind. And we know and we're reminded that he did. See, that was his purpose. But you know, along the way, he had a practice. He just went about doing good. You and I, I preached about a little bit this morning, we all have a purpose, and that's to glorify God. We all have a purpose with our life, and that's to point others to Christ. That's the purpose that we have, and inside of that purpose, we all have different purposes. And, 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 and the purpose, this evening, the spouse that you're married to, part of your purpose is to be their spouse. 
in the children that you have. I hate, I hate to break this to you. They're your responsibility. And let me remind you, take them home with you. Don't bring them the pastor to rear. I'm, I've got three daughters. I, I, don't, I don't have any time to help with your kids, okay? You have to rear them. Now, that's part of the will of God. Part of the, my will is to be a husband to my wife. Part of the will of God has for me is to be a father to my daughters. That's part of God's will for my life. I have a will, I have a purpose that God has given me. He has given me the responsibility to be the pastor of this church. That is the will of God for my life. But you know, I can have a practice as well as a purpose. I can have a practice that the Lord Jesus had. We know His purpose was to go to the cross of Calvary. We know His purpose was to pay the sin debt. But He had a practice along the way. How many times were the disciples talking and before they knew it, Jesus was gone. Where was He? He was off ministering to somebody else. He was off helping somebody else. Boy, if we could grab a hold of that and make it our practice, can you imagine what would happen in this world if every child of God not only understood their purpose, but if they also had a practice as well? And that was just to go about doing good. There was a day when, 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 you, when, you, when you had an act of kindness or you, or, you, or you did a kind deed, people just assumed you were a Christian. And nowadays, it seems like it's, 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 it's even a strange thing for a Christian to go out of their way to be kind, a Christian to go out of their way to, to help somebody else. It ought to be a practice of ours to just go about doing good. It's not something we have to schedule. It's not something we have to put on our calendar. It's not something that we have to decide that we're going to do four random, uh, acts of, uh, uh, random acts of kindness today. No, it's just part of who we are. It's just part of what we do as a child of God. My purpose is to glorify Him. My purpose is to serve Him. My purpose is to be faithful to the responsibilities He has given me. But that does not relieve me of an obligation to have a daily practice of just going about doing good. I believe we can parallel this with whatsoever thy hand findeth to do. Do it with all thy might. And so many times we get this idea as a Christian, well, that's not in my job description. That's not in my ministry area. That's not in my responsibility. Friend, as a child of God, if God allows an opportunity to come across my path to be a blessing, to be a help, to, to relieve somebody's burden, shouldn't we, should we not take that opportunity as a way to follow the pattern of our Savior? We think a lot less of our Savior if He didn't do any good along the way. It's really hard to even fathom that because He wouldn't be the Lord Jesus if He didn't do good along the way. Sunday school teacher, you have a purpose that God has given you is to Pray for those students, is to be faithful to teach to those students, is to give the gospel to those that need it. But you can, you can do some good along the way. You can help others. You can relieve a burden. You can uh, pray for somebody. Tomorrow we're going to all cross the path of strangers. And they're either going to be glad they saw us or sad they saw us. Now, your husband or wife, that's going to be true too, but there's not a whole lot you can do about that. But why don't we just decide that we're going to do some good along the way. I believe this. There are many people, they would, they would trust Christ if there wasn't a Christian that was an obstacle in them getting to the Lord Jesus. One, in either the way they were living, 
or two in their sour spirit, two in their, 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 their bad attitude, their complaining. Friend, why don't we just make up our mind that no matter what we, we have an opportunity to do, we're just going to go about doing good. Doing good was not his purpose, but it was his practice. Number three, doing good was the manifestation of Christ's servant's heart. Did not Christ say the greatest of these is the servant? If he lived in, if Jesus was here this day today and he made that statement, he could make a lot of money off of publishing and selling a self-help book. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you can build a seminar on. That's the kind of stuff that you can give lectures on. Is, is, is boy, we ought to serve, and we ought to be a servant, and we ought to do, but the Lord Jesus, it was a manifestation of the heart of God is to serve others and to help others. And to, you think of the picture that comes to my mind when I think of this is Jesus Washing the feet of His disciples. God washing the feet of man. God serving man. What a picture. What an overwhelming thought. And if the God-man is willing to serve, what that is is a manifestation of the heart of God. How much more should you and I be willing to serve our fellow man? Well, that's just not the kind of person that I interact well with. Think of the Lord Jesus, God, dealing with the needs of man. He would lower Himself to wash the feet of His very creation, how much more should our heart be of the one of a servant to help other people? It shows the selflessness of our Savior. We all know the song, or you've probably, you may have heard the song, when He was on the cross, I was on His mind. What do you think about that? What a powerful thought. He went to the cross for us. He served us. But along the way, He served in areas that was not the cross because He was selfless. Not thy will, or not my will, but thine. Isn't it amazing that the Lord Jesus can pray that, but the average Christian can't? Because we're too worried about how unfair life has been. We're too busy sitting back and saying, Pastor, Pastor, if you knew what I knew about them, you wouldn't let them sing in your choir. You wouldn't let them do this. You wouldn't let them do this. And friend, why don't we just have the heart of a servant that says, I get to serve people. I get to help people. Just let's just go about doing good. And we find about Christ, His doing good was the manifestation of His servant's heart. The reason why some Christians have a hard time, just it's their character, it's their nature, it's what they do, is because they have not given their heart to God. They do not have a servant's heart. It is not a heart that let me help my fellow man, let me be a blessing to somebody else. It's still all about them. It's what can this world do for me? 
what can, this, what can God do for me? Sadly, many Christians come to church, Pastor, I hope you got something for me today. I hope this church can do something for me today. Well, I'm moving down the road because the church just doesn't meet my needs anymore. Friend, you come to a Bible preaching church and you will get help. You will get your needs met. But it's a great day in your life when your attitude changes and your heart changes. And I'm coming to church and I know I'm going to get blessed because the Word of God is going to bless me. But who else can I be a help to? Who else can I be a blessing to? It'd be a wonderful thing as many of you have already Grasp this, if a Christian, when there's a prayer request answered for up here, if you would uh, mention for up here, you would think it's not a request for everybody else to pray for, but this is something that I can do. I don't know so-and-so's mom, but I know him. That's got to be a burden on him. Let me make a note of that, so I pray for that. Boy, it's a servant's heart. What, 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 can, what, what, what can I do for somebody else? We live in a selfish world. But you know, selfishness does not belong in the life of the Christian. We find that doing good was the manifestation of Christ's servant's heart. He was selfless. Then number four, doing good is one way we can show Christ-likeness. The Scripture reminds us that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. You know, it's a, it should be a goal of every Christian to be like our Savior. To respond as He would respond. We are limited humanly to do this, but we ought to try and love like Christ would love. You think of the love of God. God in His foreknowledge knew there would be men who would blaspheme Him and curse Him and reject Him. But yet Jesus still took on himself their sins and paid their sin debt. That's love. The very ones who have put him through that physical agony as he had robed himself in flesh, who are mocking him, blaspheming him. Father, forgive them. But that was the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, I want to forgive like Christ would forgive. I want to love like Christ loves. It's a hard thing. Our flesh gets in our way. But you know, this is an area that Christians can emulate their Savior. Besides, forgive like He forgave. Love like He loved. Why don't we just go about doing good as He did? He went about doing good deeds. He went about meeting the needs of others. He went about encouraging them. He went about performing miracles in their life. He made himself available. He knew he had a limited time in his earthly ministry. He knew that, that he was a sep. He knew that he was going to the cross. He was going to fulfill his purpose. But he didn't waste any time. He didn't waste an opportunity to help somebody else. I wonder how many opportunities we as Christians have let pass us by to relieve the burden, to help the burden of somebody else. I wonder how many opportunities we've had as the Holy Spirit impresses upon us to send a little note, to say a prayer, to just reach out to somebody and say, how can I be a help? How can I be a blessing? Because, friend, if 
we as Christians, if we're not there for each other, this, this whole cruel world isn't going to be there to help us. This cruel world is not going to lend a helping hand. Oh, we preach so many times. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And Oh, we just want to be like Christ. Well, if that's the case, why don't we just live our life going about doing good? Why don't we just live our life saying, okay, this week, Lord, I want you to, as we go through our, and we pray, and we say, Lord, meet our needs and provide for me, and, and I wish you want to take care of my family, but this week, Lord, won't you, would you please allow somebody who needs to be encouraged to cross my path? Would you please allow somebody who's just, 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 just one step from quitting to cross my path so that I could be a blessing, so that I can be a help? Uh, Father, uh, you, you, I got, just got this bonus from work, and I just got this un- unexpected blessing. And before I go, and I, and I buy gift cards to Taco Bell for pastor, would you allow somebody to cross my path? Would you allow me to know of a need that I can... Relieve a burden for somebody else. Friend, I just think it would change our life. It would change the world around us. If we looked into the scripture and said, well, what a wonderful, wonderful Savior. There's so much about Him for us to talk about. There's so much about Jesus for us to rejoice And praise Him over. I know that He's my example. I know that He's the one who I should be comparing myself to. And let me say that again. I know that He's the one that I should be comparing myself to. I feel led to say that one more time. I know He's the one I should be comparing myself to. Not Hollywood. But not another Christian either. And you get in trouble both ways if you compare yourself to this world. You'll get yourself in trouble if you compare yourself to another Christian. Another Christian is not the standard. The Lord Jesus Christ is the standard. He's the example. How can I be like my Savior? I see it. I can't heal those who are oppressed of the devil. But I can go about doing good. I can be the one who just lives my days looking for others that I can help carry a burden, that I can send a little note of encouragement. I can just have a smile on my face. I can say a prayer for. What a wonderful, wonderful change it would make in our own life. Because, friend, you can't do that without a servant's heart. You can't do that without a surrender of will. Because as our flesh wants to rise up, our flesh wants the praise, our flesh wants the ease. And you know, sometimes if you're going to meet the needs of somebody else, you have to be inconvenienced. It cannot be all about you. But oh, I just want to be like Jesus. What would Jesus do? He'd be about doing good. There's so many statements in this Bible that reminds how wonderful Jesus is. I don't think you can list them in order of importance because they're all important. But I will say an an underrated and underappreciated statement about our Savior was our text tonight. He just went about doing good. It's because it's who Jesus is. He just went about doing good.
Well, I'd like to be like Jesus. Well, how, how, am I like, how can I be like Jesus? I can go about doing good. Who can you be a blessing to this week? Somebody's, somebody's face may come to mind right now. Determine to be a blessing to them. Won't you ask the Lord, Lord, would you allow somebody to cross my path this week who's having a hard time, whose burden is heavy? And somebody does cross your path that way, can I just help you with something tonight? God wants you to help. I can't take, don't try and take it away. Sometimes it's a prayer, sometimes it's a smile, sometimes it's a corny joke. Some of you, you have your ministry now. So, some, some, sometimes uh, it's, a little, it's, a, it's just a little act of encouragement, but to be a blessing to somebody else. I believe when we get to heaven, there's going to be a lot of unexpected heroes when we get there. There's going to be a lot of men who thundered from pulpits that behind the scenes, there was somebody who encouraged them in their darkest hour. There's going to be a lot of unsung heroes who nobody knew their name, they never sung a special, but they were like their Savior in the respect they just went about doing good. They went about doing good. Maybe get a hold of that tonight.